This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. We'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 13 today from the World English Bible. This is the third time I'm coming to you. At the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I have said beforehand, and I do say beforehand, as when I was present the second time, so now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before now and to all the rest, that if I come again, I will not spare, seeing that you seek a proof of Christ who speaks in me, who towards you is not weak, but is powerful in you. We see the patience of a true man of God. This was a a troubled church in many ways, and there was gross immorality in the church, and he had warned them, and and then he had warned them again, and and now there is a third group that is going a third time, and and a third group of people, as they hear it, who will be receiving the warning that that Paul is going to exercise his authority in the church if he must, and so... It's very evident that church correction should never be taken lightly. There were multiple warnings. There were multiple witnesses. And they knew Paul to be a man of God. They had reason to respect him. And and so he is held off. But he's saying, if this continues, then when I come, it will not be pleasant. Verse 4, For he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives through the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we will live with him through the power of God towards you. Examine your own selves, whether you are in the faith. Test your own selves. Or don't you know about your own selves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? But I hope that you will know that we aren't disqualified. So just as Christ humbled himself, he died in weakness, but then he rose in power. Men of God many times will have the appearance of weakness. Uh, in, in fact, they will allow themselves to become weak for the good of the kingdom. And so they're going to show restraint. They'll show humility. They'll offer forgiveness and they'll offer grace. But the power of the risen Lord is working in them. And so in truth, they are far from weak. So Paul exhorts the church to examine themselves. Compare your life to the word of God. Compare your actions to the convicting voice of the Spirit. There are some, and I think that applies today, there are some that believe they are saved when they're actually lost. It would do them good to examine themselves. Some that expect to receive a crown will be surprised to find that they are actually disqualified. Verse 7, Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we may appear approved, that, but that you may do that which is honorable, though we are as reprobate. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. We also pray for this, your becoming perfect. For this cause, I write these things while absent, that I may not deal sharply when present, according to the authority which the Lord gave me for building up and not for tearing down. Paul wasn't concerned about how he would appear about his reputation. He was concerned about the kingdom. And he knew how it would appear if he wrote these stern letters and said the things that he had said and then didn't follow through. If he came and he didn't, in fact, confront his adversary. If there wasn't the big blow up that it appeared that there would be. His preference, though, was that those that were doing wrong would simply repent and that they would do right, even if it made him look bad. It might appear that he had made a big deal about nothing, that he 
was all talk. He would appear, as we mentioned, to be weak. But that was okay because if the church lived and the church, if the church repented, I'm sorry, and lived righteously, it would mean that the church was actually strong and Paul had fulfilled his ministry. So Paul's desire was that he could use his authority as an apostle so that he could build the church up. Verse 11, finally, brothers, rejoice, be perfected, be comforted, be of the same mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, God's love, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. This letter had many stinging rebukes, as did his previous correspondence. There were warnings of discipline, yet Paul tells them to rejoice. It was never his intention to destroy them or condemn them. Everything that he wrote was actually for their good, that they would be perfected or matured. So he told them, take comfort, unify, live in peace, greet or honor one another. And then if they if they were right and if they were right towards one another, there's a precious promise. The grace, and the love and the fellowship of the spirit would come from God. Let's pray together and ask the Lord to help us to uh, to be one and with one another of the same mind, to be unified, and that the anointing that comes from a unified body of believer would be realized in our local assemblies and, and in the church at large today. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would make us one. I pray that, that we would settle uh, the, the issues that divide us. I pray that we would come to your truth, that we would all speak the same thing, that we would have the same mind, that we would have a heart for one another, for you and for your kingdom. We pray it in Jesus' name. Let grace, love, and the fellowship of the Spirit reign in our assemblies. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.